1: I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. St.
2: Gabriel Pocenti. This
3: court, duly authorized in the year of our Lord, 1892, has convened to conduct the informative process in regard to the sanctity of the servant of God, Brother Gabriel Percenti, Passionist, who died February 27, 1862. We shall now hear witnesses. Father Norbert,
2: here. Yeah?
3: Will you please come forward and tell this court all you know about Brother Gabriel?
2: I knew about Brother Gabriel. For 30 years I had dreamed of this moment, and now it had arrived. I remember the day he applied for admission to the Order. He had poured out his life story to me. I was his spiritual director, his confessor, and when necessary, his tormentor. Feeling somehow this day would come, I was prepared to tell the court of his life of continual self-surrender His brightness, his spirit of prayer, his charity, his consideration for others...
3: Father Norbert, please excuse me if this comment is unnecessary, but in hearing testimony, the court is interested in facts. It is our experience that those interested in the cause of a servant of God are inclined too often to exaggerate his virtues and most anxious to overlook his faults.
2: Yes, thank you, Father President. I agree. The childhood of Gabriel Pocenti or of Francis, his name before he took up a new life, was normal. It's not recorded that anything of an extraordinary nature happened or that he himself was in any way extraordinary.
3: After a surfeit of dubious marvels which meet us in the legendary story of so many aspirants for canonization, the court finds this comment refreshing. Uh,
2: on the contrary, he had a temper which was not always under perfect control. He was fond of gaiety and the theater. He was fastidious about his dress and personal appearance. He liked to dance, to read novels. Because of his cheerfulness and good looks, he was a favorite at parties, and he was so attractive to females, his friends teased him by calling him ladies' man.
3: <clears throat> and evidently, he changed after he entered the novitiate.
2: I would say the change took place before and caused him to become passionist novice. Considering his family life, that is much to his credit. Please explain. Well, he was the 11th child of 13 in the family of Sante and Agnes pocenti His mother died when he was four. His father, grand assessor of Spoleto, was away from home much of the time. The children were cared for by a not-too-forceful nurse and his sister Louise. She was the favorite of Gabriel. Louise was inclined to overlook his shortcomings... All in all, I would say he had a rather undisciplined
3: childhood. So it seems.
2: I give you this background that you may understand later events and to take into consideration the radical adjustments this warm-tempered and strong-willed boy had to make.
3: Very well. The court is particularly interested how the call of God came to Brother Gabriel.
2: Before a brilliant career as a student was completed, he became dangerously ill. He was about 17 at the time and was cared for by his sister, Louise.
0: Francis, dear, can I get you anything? No, Louise, I have
4: everything I need. But sit down, talk to me. Of course, of course.
0: I would have come earlier, but I looked in and you were asleep.
4: Oh, why didn't you go to the theater with the others?
0: With my favorite brother ill, I wouldn't have enjoyed the play.
4: I wonder if I'll ever see another play.
0: Of course you will. What a thing to say. Oh,
4: Louise, I'm afraid.
0: No, no, Francis. You must not be afraid. I lie here. I get no better.
4: I'm going to die.
0: Now, please don't say that. Don't even think it. I don't want to die. I'm young. It's awful to die young. Now, Francis, listen to me. You're going to recover.
4: Maybe this is my punishment.
0: Punishment? Why should you be punished? For thinking of
4: nothing but pleasure being so fussy about my clothes, how I look.
0: There's nothing wrong about being fastidious. Oh,
4: I wish now I had studied harder, gone to church and confession more often, instead of wasting so much time dancing, going to parties.
0: Well, when you're well, you can make it up.
4: When I'm well? You mean if I ever get well?
0: Francis, no more talk like that. Louise. Yes, Francis?
4: This morning, I prayed God... If he would spare my life, I'd devote myself to
0: religion. You should not make bargains with God. All I want is to
4: live so I can make amends for the wasteful life I've led. But
0: you must remember that a promise you make to God has to be kept. Of course.
4: And you'll see. If I'm cured, things will be different. No more theaters and parties. I'll go to church. I'll write to the Jesuit Father for guidance. I
0: may even become a Jesuit. No, don't... Say that. Francis, every day I pray you'll get well, but I want you to be the same cheerful brother as always. If
4: God spares me, you'll see a different person. I've been close to death. I'm not ready for death. I must have time to save my soul. I know now that's the most important thing in the whole world.
0: I was arranging your books, and I found this pamphlet. Oh? Isn't it the religious instructions you wrote the priest for right after you were well? Oh, yes, that's so. That was several months ago. That long? Why, the
4: time goes fast.
0: I've forgotten. You've forgotten the promise you made to God? Oh, of
4: course I haven't. I've read these instructions many times since the day they arrived.
0: Yes, and now you use them as a
4: bookmark. Oh, Louise, now don't you start scolding me. Papa has just given me a lecture how I should settle down and start looking for a
0: wife. I'm not scolding you, Francis, but you haven't changed at all. You've forgotten how quickly you became well and strong after your prayers, and you've forgotten your promise. Even the doctor was surprised at your progress.
4: Now, you are scolding. You said you wanted me to be my own cheerful self. Your very words.
0: I remember how frightened you were. Now I'm frightened. Why? Why should you be frightened? Because you made a promise to God. And you haven't kept it. But I do have it in mind.
4: It's just that there's so much to be done. Don't forget, I was ill a long time. There's a lot I missed. No, as soon as I catch up, I'll start following those religious instructions. Now, does that make my favorite sister happy? Yes. But well, then smile. Don't frown.
0: Oh.
4: <laughs> there, that's better. Now, run away. I I must change my clothes.
0: Well, now, where are you going? Uh,
4: With Philip, to the theater. Uh, There's a new play by that uh, Frenchman Dumas. Uh, Some say it's his best. Francis? Yes? I... What is it? You look as if you
2: were going to cry.
0: I wish you had never made that promise.
2: Looking back, we can say that this first illness was the call of God. But it was not attended to. Perhaps it was not a clear call. Perhaps Gabriel was not yet sure of his vocation. But this we do know. Once God has selected his servant, there is no other master he can serve. Within a few months, God called again.
0: Louise. Oh, Francis, you've caught cold. I can hardly... Speak. Oh, no, no. Let me feel your forehead. (laughs) Francis. you've got fever. Now get to bed. Cover yourself well. I'll send for the doctor. My throat. It's closing. Hard to swallow. Don't try to talk. You have Quincy. That's
4: serious? Tell me the truth.
0: Yes. Very serious.
4: I'll surely die. The promise. I broke my promise.
0: Oh, Francis, let us pray together. Uh, uh,
4: under the pillow.
0: Why, this is a picture of the martyred Jesuit, blessed Andrew Barbola.
4: Press it against my throat.
0: What? Please. Very well, but I don't see why By you By should... this
4: holy relic, I promise if God spares my life, I shall devote myself to religion. Louise. There's no doubt about it. Almost from the moment that you pressed that relic to my throat, I felt better. And within a few hours, I was able to swallow. You saw it.
0: Papa, the doctor, no one can understand it.
4: Well, it's best to say nothing about it. Let the doctor go on thinking that it was his skill that saved my life. And now? Oh, I'm going this minute. I'm going to apply for entrance to the Society of Jesus.
0: Oh, I hate losing you, but I'm glad. But
4: uh, don't say a word about it to anyone. Papa will raise all kinds of objections. And there is the chance, too, that my application might not be accepted. Now, when the time comes, I'll tell the family everything's arranged and go.
0: Very well. I will keep your secret.
4: (laughs) And you'll stand by me if Papa tries to stop me? Of
0: course. I'll tell how twice your life was spared, but that it has to be given to him who spared it. Now go and let me know what the provincial says.
4: do you have any cleaner? Look at this stain on my coat.
0: Oh, it's nothing. You can hardly see it.
4: Louise, you know I can't go out with a stain on my coat. makes no difference if it can't be seen. I know it's there.
0: And now, sit down. I want to talk to you. Oh, well, not now. I'm in a hurry. Yes, you're always in a hurry because you know what I want to talk about. <laughs> you were accepted by the Jesuits, and the date was set for you to go two weeks ago. Why have you delayed?
4: Well, I've been thinking about the Jesuits... There are other orders, perhaps one where I'll fit in better.
0: Francis, you're starting all over again, just like before. No,
4: I am not. I'm giving it a lot
0: of thought. Don't delay. God spared you twice. You dare not ask for a third time.
2: What can we say of these procrastinations? It's a common experience for a man who feels the cold breath of death to make all sorts of promises to God and to forget them the moment the danger has passed. Let us say that Gabriel was not yet ready to accept his call. Then consider the possibility that God had not tested Gabriel to the utmost. Let us not forget St. Peter denied Christ three times and was forgiven. However, in 1855, cholera struck Spoleto. Many became ill. Many never recover. Francis? Yes, Papa? Papa, what is it? What's wrong? Her, her sister, Louise. Louise?
4: What's happened?
3: Is she sick? Where is she? Call her up.
4: Louise stricken. Papa!
3: Stop. You can't go to
4: her. A... I don't care. I'm not afraid. I want to see her and tell Francis. her... Francis,
3: Louise is dead. Dead? But only this morning it struck... Shortly after you left, four o'clock, she was dead. May God have mercy on her soul.
0: You're always in a hurry because you know what I want to talk about. Don't delay. God spared you twice. You dare not ask a third time.
4: May God have mercy on her soul. On her soul merciful. God, show me no mercy. Let me be punished from this moment till the day I die. Let me suffer. Let my body feel the lash. Let not a moment pass that I fail to do penance for my delay. Take me and do with me what you will. Let me know pain and sorrow and humility.
2: This was the turning point in Gabriel's life. Twice God had called him and he turned a deaf ear. And now his beloved sister was dead. My son,
3: without any warning, any hint, you come to me and say you want to become a passionist. I, I find it hard to believe. You wouldn't last a week under the stern monastic discipline of the Passionists. It's the order to which I've applied. I have been accepted. You've gone so far without a word to me. How could you? I knew you would object. You know nothing about
4: the Passionists. Only that they are devoted to the sacred passion, that the monastic discipline is for the sanctification of their members. At one time, I I had the feeling
3: you were interested in the Jesuits. Why this change? I feel God has called me to a more penitential life than that of the society. You did not deem it necessary to discuss this with me. But have you talked to anyone? Papa, after my
4: second illness from which I was cured miraculously, I did apply to the Jesuits and was accepted. And now it's the Passionists. Doesn't that prove the whole matter is a whim? I delayed. I, I made promises to God which I didn't keep. But
3: when Louise died, Papa, I knew the
4: time had come for me to break all earthly
3: ties. You tell me you made a commitment to the Jesuits. Yes. But you didn't keep it. What makes you think you'll be faithful to this new whim? What kind of recommendation can the Jesuits give you?
4: I've discussed it with my confessor, and he has approved my
3: choice. My son, I'm 70 years old. I've given two sons to the church. You're the one in whom I placed my hope to carry on my name. For my sake, give up this idea. Papa,
4: I can't. I must not. Well,
3: then for your own sake...
4: Papa, I know if I remain in the world, I shall not save my soul.
3: So vain. And self-willed. Think of how you'll be troubled in mind and spirit. And the hard life of the monastery drives you back into the world to face your friends with failure. But, I know. You're used to a different life. A happy, gay life. And this is what's going to happen to you.
4: No, not to me. I'll not fail this time.
3: (laughs) Of course not. You are exceptional. I happen to know something about the Passionists. The Order was founded by Blessed Paul of the Cross. That I know, Papa. After, he retired for 40 days to a dark cell and lived on bread and water and slept on straw, not the feather bed to which you're accustomed. His first recruits found life so hard that every last one of them withdrew. And even when the rule was mitigated, Paul had a hard time keeping novices. I'm glad to know this. What's come over you? Why this sudden desire to punish yourself? I must do penance. Very well. The only way you'll find out. I give you a month. When you find you can't stand the life, come back. You're my son, and you'll always be dear to me.
2: These are the steps that led him to the Passionists. In 1856, at the age of 18, he entered our novitiate at Morovali, and for the beginning of his new life was given the name... Gabriel of Our Lady of Sorrows.
4: I, Gabriel of Our Lady of Sorrows, do vow and promise to Almighty God, to the Blessed Mary, ever a Virgin, to all the heavenly court, and to you, Father, poverty, chastity, and obedience, and also a diligent endeavor to promote in the hearts of the faithful devotion to the passion of our Lord. I beg of you to permit
2: me to wear this chain against my flesh. Brother Gabriel, your request is refused. The bodily mortifications which would be inflicted by the sharp points you fashioned are beyond your strength. Father, please listen to me. You want to wear this chain against your flesh. What you really ought to have is a chain on your will. Yes, that's what you need. Now go away. I will hear no more. Yes, Father. His desire to adopt forms of bodily mortification had to be checked constantly by his superiors. His life became one of continual self-surrender. But the most unusual feature was the cheerfulness with which the offering was made. His career became one of extraordinary effort to attain perfection in little things. His absolute submission in all matters in which he could practice obedience made profound impression upon all of us. But his desire to experience, in some way, the bodily suffering of Christ was so strong within him I had to take action to restrain him. Father, most
4: humbly, I ask permission to wear this chain.
2: Brother Gabriel, why do you persist? Didn't I refuse the last time you asked permission? Yes, Father. And do you come again thinking I might have changed my mind? I ask because there's so much in my life
4: that I must do penance for.
2: You seem to think the only penance is the tearing of your flesh. Didn't I tell you last time you should chain your will? Yes, Father. And I try. But you don't succeed. Not as I should. As you would like, I suppose. Mm. Well, perhaps I can help you.
4: I will be most grateful.
2: Very well. You may wear the chain.
4: Oh, thank you. Thank
2: you, Father. Well, go ahead. Put it on. Oh, permit me to retire to my cell so I can take off my habit first. Brother Gabriel, the chain is to be worn outside the habit. Father, then everyone will see it. Of course. Now do as I say. And when you have put it on, go into the yard and assemble all the brothers who are free. I'll be out in a moment. No, please, Father, don't send me out like this. Well, why not? You have what you asked. You're wearing the chain. But, Father, this way it's so mortifying. Exactly. Now go. Come, brothers, gather about. Behold, Brother Gabriel. Oh, now don't shy away, Brother Gabriel. Let your companion see what a great mortification you are. Step forward, test the bobs. Notice how sharp they are. Why, you may ask, does Brother Gabriel wear this cruel chain outside his habit? Ah, modesty stills his voice so I must speak for him. You see, brothers, our brother has a great thirst for penances which I have decided to help him quench by permitting him to wear this chain in public. It's true his ardent desire was to wear it under his habit, but I'm sure you'll agree that letting a novice have his own way is a reward of vanity, not a penance. (laughs) Brother Gabriel, you may go now. Make a tour of the community and let all see this adornment to your habit.
4: Yes, Father.
2: He accepted all this in silence and never asked to be relieved from thus becoming a laughingstock. His heroic sanctity was reached by endless renewal of acts of self-repression imposed by his superiors upon his ardent nature. We all had high expectations of a fruitful work for souls once he had attained priesthood.
3: Father,
4: (coughs) I I reported for work in the fields but was sent back. (coughs) My name has been taken off the work list. By
2: orders of the doctor, Brother Gabriel. (coughs) What's wrong? This is only a mild cold. You have unmistakable symptoms of advanced tuberculosis. Henceforth, you are exempted from the arduous duties of community observance.
4: Not to partake fully in the life of the community will be a heavy punishment. But... But? If it's a question of obedience.
2: I'd rather not make it an order.
4: Then I'll not force an order from you. I shall obey your exemptions.
2: Brother Gabriel, my wishes are selfish... You have become a spiritual example of self-denial to all of us. I want you to remain with us as long as possible. My illness? Is that serious? Yes. Father President, young and old were indescribably impressed by the example he gave, but he himself shrank from any favorable notice. Not long before his death, he destroyed all his private notes of the spiritual favors God had bestowed upon him. He died in peace in the early morning of February 27, 1862, at the age of 24. Though no one spoke it at his deathbed, we learned later each brother had said to himself, A saint has lived among us thank you. I have finished my testimony. Saint Gabriel of Our Lady of Sorrows was beatified May 31st,
4: 1908 and canonized in 1920. Pope Leo XIII and later Pius X ordered that he be the patron of youth and of young religious novices.